0: Welcome to the SimSo Sessions podcast where today we are washing Dottie's linen in a manner of speaking. <music> sessions, and thank you for checking in to check out this latest episode of your same Soul sessions podcast. It is always great to be able to spend this special time with you. Today we are washing dotty linen in a matter of speaking, or we could say we'll be watching Dutty Berry, come clean, whichever one suits you. Jamaican YouTuber Dutty Berry, Roshane Dutty Berry, was our penultimate guest in the season one installment of our Sim Soul Sessions television show, and his revelations about how small he felt, even while he was doing amazingly big things in his field, was a surprise for many of us to hear about and to see. Well, today, we revisit his original interview and then, guys, we are going to catch up with him. You don't want to miss this. We're going to see what's been happening since that time that we met. But first, let's listen in to the last time we sat. You're jumping out of your skin.
1: Very much so. I'm very nervous at this moment.
0: Why? Tell me why.
1: Um... I'm used to just asking questions and usually questions that just pertain to what I do, you know, and and just that. But I I realize that the space that, you know, your program provides, and I just just know you to be that person that really just gets somebody to just open up and to share.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, can we do some of that? Yeah, we can. All right. Thank you for (laughs) that, for allowing me um, that opportunity. You responded to Tammy's tweet, Mm -hmm. and you said that she was saying all the things that you needed to hear, Mm -hmm. which took me back to a place around 2014-ish when we met. Yeah. Um, You were just starting out in the business. Mm -hmm. You You were shy, you were withdrawn. We were working on a production together.
1: Yeah.
0: And you... See there? remember? Laugh It Off Rehearsals.
1: Oh, yes, <laughs> it was so much. We <laughs>
0: spent so many of those rehearsals trying to convince you that you were good enough. hmm And I look at you now all these years later with the huge following you have in YouTube, with all the awards you've won. Yeah. And I still don't know whether you know that you are good enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Am I right? I mean, it is something actually question um to be honest i'm the person who I, I think i try to tell myself that i'm just being humble i could never say that i am good at this i could never say that i am a great youtuber i could never say that i am the best at this i i i feel that i need to smile at myself sometimes i say things like little you know like oh my little channel a little thing and i use it in a sort of way to because i i don't want to acknowledge or either celebrate that i might be doing something right um sometimes at night before, you know, you go to bed, you think, you contemplate, you you think about your life, you think about what are your goals and what do I mean in this Jamaican space? Like, um, I'm somebody who I look up to people like you, you know, like, growing up, you see, you know, you see somebody who was, you know, I felt like I wanted to be a media personality. And, you know, you have you, you have Nibble, there are so many people who I look up to. And to be in a space now, and where I can rub shoulders with you and kind of talk, but still I feel as if, I still feel like I'm just so far. I still feel like I'm a rookie and that you, you are the real deal and I'm just somebody who is just me yeah, a trifle, henker on and something.
0: Are you happy?
1: Um, whoa. No, the question is, why? Who? I
0: don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, when you look at yourself and you look at your journey, um, are you more happy and content or do you have a lot of work?
1: I feel as if I have a lot of work. I mean, I can say that I I am proud of some accomplishments. To be honest, I cannot say that I am happy, happy, because- You look
0: happy when we see you, (laughs) right? I I mean- You are this confident mm -hmm. breath of fresh air and this energy. Mm
1: -hmm. But that is is dirty, berry and that is something that was just an animated part of my personality. My friends know you saw how nervous I am. I'm not somebody I have- the only reason why I stepped into Dirty Bear is because I realized with my family, especially with my father, like he's very talented and stuff, but I realized that he was shy and so there are a lot of opportunities that he, you know, stepped away from just because he didn't want to put himself out there. And when I looked at that, I was just like, I really do not want to be this person who wants to be in this media space at some point in time and allow my shyness to cripple me from doing what I want to be. So- So you
0: became somebody else.
1: So yeah, when the, the, the Dirty Bear w- is, is me, but it's really for my very close friends. I only, I, I only. I believe that I only should give the best of me and all of me to people who I really really care about or who are in my circle so when I decided that I'm going to do this thing I had to share that part of it and during the point in time I became completely I felt like I was like 90% Duttyberry mm-hmm. and 10% Russian. and why I said that atomic Chin thing can really you know like inspired me is that at this point in time, though, no, I feel like there's a reversal happening that I really want to be 90 percent Rochelle and 10 percent Berry. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow! Do you know how to do that?
1: Yeah, it means like you know doing a program like this and kind of allowing myself to be to be to be nervous and to be shy. Um,
0: I love that. I love it, that. It is a part
1: of that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: you're you're kind of facing the insecurities head on, right? Head on. Um, mm-hmm. And even with all the success, the insecurities are still there. I remember one event you did years ago when I was at Grace Kennedy when you were just starting out. Remember that event? Yes! What happened at that event?
1: I think I was about to go on and I had an entire um, panic attack or anxiety attack and you were there and I was trying to just like, what should I do? Like, um, could you try to talk me down? Because in those moments, Roshane showed up completely and I, I, wow, I spoke to you about it. I told her that Roshane shows up completely and then I don't know how to give Dutty Berry to the audience because that's what they're expecting. Yes. And I remember trying to shift and trying to channel the Dutty Berry and I wouldn't be coming.
0: And you were devastated and you started to question everything about what you were doing in this space, why you you chose being here. Yeah. Years later, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you realize that this is where you really ought to be and the impact that you've had on so many people through what you have done. Yeah. You recognize that?
1: i recognize it do i allow it to just like do i absorb the message and become it no but i recognize it based on you know my respect for you i can say well simona tell no lies. Simona have sense <laughs> she can read her right so way. therefore she'll <laughs> speak positive things to me you know
0: <laughs> let me ask you another question mm-hmm. where the where the insecurities come from
1: i think um, that's a whole
0: other show but
1: yeah i everything you probably would be like um i guess I would say most of it is is like family based, um, and I think I have you know a structure where everybody means you well. But to be super critical, um, I was somebody who I did well. I always said that I never had of trophies, but I was a certificate king. So I felt like I was always doing well, but just not good enough to, in terms of getting the the big award at the end of the day. And I felt like growing up, it was just like you know like super critical of, of everything, and so. I would just, I, I ended up feeling as if I was just always mediocre, you know? Um, a lot of people can relate to the, to the to ideas of like doing exams and imagine like, you know, I remember one story, that like I said, um, and it involved me getting probably 89 or 90% in, an, um, in a test. And boy, um, well, I know mommy, I love you, but she was like very critical. And I remember when I got the 90%, she tried to beat me in front of, in front of the teacher. And um, because for her thing, it was just like, you know, you should achieve. Mm-hmm. And at that time, when that happened, my teacher, Big Up Miss Garden, you know, for, at Excelsior High School, she had to step in and be like, hey, this kid is doing well. You are you trying to beat him for 90%? So for me, anytime I did something, if I felt that like it wasn't the best ever done in the world, then clearly I'm mediocre and I'm a failure.
0: Okay, you're going to be on season two. You are our first guest. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk through this some more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said Tammy's words impacted you, mm-hmm. and so we asked Tammy to come here tonight, virtually, um, to speak directly to you. <laughs> this is Mitch. <laughs> Hello there, love. Hello. Um, thank you, Tam, for agreeing to be here. Um, Ross, tell us what it was that you said about what Tammy said that resonated with you.
1: I think it's the idea of returning, and. Um, mm. I, I, I love you, Tammy, um, I love, you know, Tessan as well, because I feel as if I connect to you spiritually, in the same way that, you know, Tessa was on The Voice and I felt like she was doing enough in Jamaica, but felt that like she wanted to access yes, more. Yes. And I feel like I'm at the same point right now, where you're wondering what's really out there for you. And we, and I followed your journey, big fan and all of them, something there. And so when you, when I, when I realized that you really enjoy just being a, a mother, and a businesswoman, I had to admit it you put out the music and I had to be like I feel like you know she is growing up and really understanding herself a lot more and what she what really fulfills her and makes her happy and so I had to support that and so when you spoke about that that, that space of like returning to like who you are it resonated with me I find it so crazy that we that try happens. to grow up and become these all, all these other things and we get to a point in our lives where we tap into our most core values, like who you were as a child. Um, if you were always excited or just about meeting people, you allow yourself to become that. And I feel as if um, I'm doing that right now. Oh. I'm quirky. I am odd. I am shy. I am somebody who really cares about people and care about all people. And I want to, I want to move throughout life and celebrate that. You get me?
0: Tammy? somebody heard you. Tell me, don't tell me actually, speak to him, because you talked to me last week good and properly.
2: I was just saying that it's just so nice to hear you speaking this way um, at the stage of life that you're in. And all I could hear so clearly was even my own story of imposter syndrome, you know, feeling like, we, it I, I'm not that good. They're going to figure out I'm not this good, <laughs> you know? And mm. you know what I wanted to say to you, and I'll say this to uh, Roshane, and I'm saying it to Dottie Berry. You cannot be separate from each of you. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Dottie Berry and Roshane is the same person, and it's just parts of your personality. And so you are allowed to be both and be all, and decide how much of each you want. And I just think it's, it's absolutely marvelous that you're even thinking in this way. And I just want you to continue on your journey knowing that your returning uh, absolutely means that you get to do and be both. You're not separate, you know? And you are absolutely worth it and you should continue to take up all of your space in this world because we need people like you, you know. <laughs> and yeah. you've been a blessing to so many people and, and honestly it's just it warms my heart to hear you even thinking along these lines and being vulnerable in this moment, you know, and we need to see more of that, especially from our men. And I salute that so much and thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tommy.
0: Seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean <laughs> One of the biggest um, shows we had was, did you see the show with Dwayne Exall?
1: Yeah, I saw a piece of it. Mm-hmm. That
0: was one of our most popular shows, simply because of what Tammy just said. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of men mm-hmm. who open up and freely speak about what they feel, especially mm-hmm. when they feel like they're navigating or they're not sure where they're going. Yeah. Um, so maybe, you know, that's something that could Separate you even further in the space. I mean, I don't know. You're figuring it out clearly yeah. as you go along, yeah. but you obviously have some work to do.
1: I do. I I I I really do. And I have to say, you know, since I'm here, I have to say, you know, thank you so much for to you know all the the people who reached out to me, you know, while I was coming up. You're one of them persons there that you know you just. <laughs> it's not shocking. It's not <laughs> surprising to see you have this space right now. Because we have spoken, and, and you were just so supportive and so encouraging in times that I needed it. And sometimes in this industry, you feel you can feel lonely. And you can feel that you know people they don't they don't don't respect you as a YouTuber. And to see somebody like you that just you know provided a listening ear to me, it means so much. Because there are so many things I can I, I, I yeah. could like state at this pointed moment. But creatives will understand it. there are days where you know you have thoughts of suicide. Like will pop up. And I'm telling you, it is, it is the fact that I feel as if I've been able to have access to people who would listen and provide an ear that I didn't go, go ahead and make some decisions that I probably would be regretting right now. And so for all the persons who have been in my life, such as yourself, to ever, you know, talk me down from an anxiety attack or whatever, I really appreciate and, and um, I, I really love that about you. <laughs> But now, go am the say, hey, hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Hoy, hold it.
0: <coughs>
1: yeah, what? Well, yeah, yes. Hmm.
0: Mm. Wow. Thank you, Tam. All right, so you heard him there. He's back with us now to catch us up on what has been happening, my friend. Hello, Rush.
3: Hi, Sim.
0: How are you?
3: I'm doing okay. Um, I, you actually, this this actually happens a good time because I'm really feeling very good. I had a very productive week. <laughs> I've, clearly, I'm, I've been up early um, a lot of times, and that's usually a sign that things are okay for me. <laughs> when I'm waking up early, um, I've been okay. I've been, you know, still reaching out to my friends to try to to just heal. <laughs> And, and I guess, like, to not feel that void and that that, that, that loneliness, and it's been it's been helping. Um,
0: Can I just say though, in the times that we've spoken, you sound happier for true, true. You like, you sound like um, your yourself is more centered. And I'm wondering, now, even as I talk to you, if I'm talking to Rush or if I'm talking to Dotty. But I remember Tammy saying to you that the two are not separate, and you should never try to separate them. So who are we talking yes,
3: with at this point? That has been that has been quite a quite a, a realization that I really compartmentalize everything. I'm the type of person I don't want my church friends knowing my high school friends. My high school friends <laughs> should not know my university <laughs> friends. Like I can compartmentalize everything. So if I'm in a situation and let's just say two different sets of friends were to show up to my house, it would be an entire occasion because I'm like. <laughs> All right, you are a community friend. You're not supposed to be, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to be no. my my university friend. And I would think it's I, I would think it's a, it's an entire mess, and something is going to happen that is totally bad. And I'm realizing, so why is it? Why am I kind of like this? Like I'm the same person with everyone. Why do I, you know, mm-hmm. give myself this unnecessary stress mm-hmm. to try to box things in over this part and over that part? It's the same me, and so with that sorta discovery and realisation, I think it has allowed me to kinda of just trust trust who I am and and just kinda of move forward just knowing say, Hey, this is me. I'm I'm I can be, you know, just like, you know, funny and, and, and interesting and and just kind of random with my thoughts. And I can also be the the quiet, reserved person who does not want to be seen. And both of them can coexist, them can par. And it's okay. It doesn't mean that you are any less of, you know, than than the other side of you. It just means that different situations will bring out that um, that different side to you.
0: I want to say amen. Because when you sat in that chair that night... You are so nervous. As a matter of fact, Rashid, meko oh, tell God. the people them the truth. Your name never was gonna come. Like the day of the show, you were gonna yeah. cancel on this girl, weren't you?
3: Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very hard. I don't know if it's the same thing for for for, for when you appeared. Um, you brought your your, your yourself to that <laughs> session. But it's so crazy how. <laughs> Just not being the one who is the the interviewer, mm-hmm. uh, being being the guest sometimes can be so vulnerable. It's easy if somebody was to come to you and ask you about how long have you been in media, Simone? Like oh, and you can be like oh, you know I've been doing this for this amount of years. It, it just rolls off, rolls off the tongue like nothing, like like nothing. But if somebody is just supposed to randomly ask you, are you happy?
0: You <laughs> Sorry know, about that. Are you at peace?
3: <laughs> like it, it, it feels it feels like. You know, somebody is just being intrusive, and it it, it 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 wants to eat away at that part of you that you want to protect, that you want to. You don't want to be vulnerable. You do not want to address those demons and those thoughts and concerns that you try to hide, especially but, being a, a public figure. So on that day, it was literally like being presented with um, one of my worst fears. Mm.
0: Um,
3: and but I knew. I knew, given the nature of who you are, that it was going to be a safe space and it was mm. going to be a healing space and I'm glad that I, I braved up and um mm. I, I did it.
0: Oh gosh, thank you. So so out of that out of that moment, um mm-hmm. you mentioned it being a healing space. Um and you tell us at the top of this interview that you, you felt like you're making peace with that um that ninety percent rush ten percent Dotty journey that you're on. You said I want to get to that place, as Tammy Chin said, as your inspiration. She had come on the week mm-hmm. before, where you were returning to who you really and truly are. And you said I'm on a mission to become ninety percent Russian and ten percent Dottyberry. So where are we on that mission?
3: Listen, I I, I have a vlog channel um that's called Dottyberry Uncut that and I'm doing it, and I'm realizing how well produced and and and, and manufactured that ninety percent um, that series has been has been. Because when I'm there, and this is where I'm supposed to just be my regular self, and it is so hard. Like I have to do multiple takes, and to just sometimes after I have, have the camera just going on me before can feel like I figure out exactly how to, to start to portray myself and just to just be regular me because it feels like I am tapping into a part that has been locked off for so long and but it's been it's been rewarding because I'm able to see like hey people actually like the, the relaxed version of me, mm-hmm. the person that is unscripted, mm-hmm. just the regular you know the regular, just wake up late
0: mm-hmm. and
3: he's trying to make sense <laughs> of adulting, that is really you know who I am and so at this point in time, I feel like I'm around 60. I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, like I'm, you know, like probably like I feel like it's more, not, I'm not 60, probably like 70, 30.
0: You okay. Get me. But that's progress, right? Yeah. That, that's, that, good that progress. Progress. That, that's, that's good progress. That's good progress.
3: That's good progress. I'm reaching out to people a lot more, um, you know, because of your, your program, especially. Like I, mm. I'm, I'm at the space where, as I said, I can you know reach out to the to, to the tummies. I can reach out to the testes and, and even to it's funny you know making use of the persons who you brought on, even you know the the, the Dalton as well, mm-hmm. because um, I watch his episode. We have spoken, and I realize there's a similar mm-hmm. type of thing as it relates to um, that whole. Mother and you know parenting and like dealing and healing from some of that, from some of that trauma. Like you know in childhood, um, we have connected on that on, on that level of things. And so sometimes I think the other day we were having a conversation about it, um, and really just saying it's so crazy that something that happened years ago. If you were told that you know that maybe you were worthless in an argument. In your adult life, sometimes when you think about trying, oh, I want to go after this particular job, oh, I want to audition for this, that those words, it pops up in your brain and all of a sudden you feel as if you cannot cannot see yourself as anybody worthy enough of achieving and being in certain spaces. And then you have to know, try to rewire your brain to tell yourself that I matter, I am special, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You have to literally, you know, all these affirmations you have to try to, to remind yourself of. Because if you don't, then you become your own enemy because you have become a slave to, 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 to those thoughts that were once um, thrown at you while, you know, you were in your, I guess, like, childhood stage. Wow. Yeah. So wow. we've spoken about stuff like that and that. And and those conversations actually know that there's somebody else who has um, gone mm. through it and probably gone through it a lot a lot worse than, than I have. Um, has, has has given me some amount of, you know, like hope and strength. I'm like, hey, it's a journey, you know. I can't expect that everything I'm going to be completely healed, like in one but it's it's a it's a day by day step and he's told me that, you know, um, he and his mother's his relationship, you know, has gotten a little bit better, and sometimes it dropped down. But mm-hmm. they're it, they're still on the path still working really on it. to, to know make things um, as good as it can be. And it's the same thing that I'm trying to achieve right now, where it's, I'm still not fully there. Yeah,
0: but it's a it's a progress. It's a it's
3: a, to have that full conversation. But a part of me wants to go there because I really feel that you know. Especially with this channel, um, at some point in time when we have had that conversation, I can really, you know, use her on my channel or probably, you know, do some type of conversations with her because mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be so useful to so many, um, to so many children out there because there's something that happens in. A, and I'll say to you because you know you have um, your child as well that there is that stage where everything is so nice when when you have a, a toddler and you have your young one. Um, when, you know, they're like a, a baby and, you know, eight years old, nine years old. You see that transition, you know, going into puberty, sometimes that's where a lot of parents like miss the mark because they don't un- they don't necessarily realize that there is a there is a change happening. This person is emerging into 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 an adult. And with that they're developing their own personality, they're going to have their own ideas. They're going to have their want to make their own decisions. And not not saying that you should just allow them to just do whatever they want to do. But you have to really respect that change because you went through it as well. That's right. And try not to allow that change to result in you breaking down all the years, all the bonds that, that um that all the bonding that has happened um since the child was born. And do not tell you know, do not say mean things to your child. Even if you're upset because years later, years later, those are the words that will ring your child's ear. And what is frustrating and what has been frustrating to me is when you do try to hold your parents accountable and and you remind them of this particular line that that that, that, that probably you know cause you so much pain. And you're only going to hear, oh, I don't recall that. I don't remember it.
0: You know, I'm kind of moved by how much you're speaking about this now because we spoke about whether we ought to have spoken about it on the show. Mm -hmm. And we kind of tips it, but we never really delved into it. Um, One, because we never really had the time to fully explore it, but also because you were so hesitant in really going there. But obviously you are going there. So the relationship
3: with you and your mother. You know, I had a half conversation with her once and and that's when I realized I really have to to try to do it because over the Christmas, um, I think I was at a family, well, we were having a little dinner thing and, you know, something came up where we were talking. You know, the Jamaican thing is to just like put everything under the rug and whatever. And she had said something about, um, it's like my, my mother, and she, she probably just said something like, oh, you know, I've never been late, or, you know. And then I was just like, me and my brother were like, no, sometimes, you know, somebody has come to the house before, before you already, and you've been late. And so I was trying to say, you don't, you're telling me. And she's like, no, nobody has ever come here and had to wait on me. And I'm like, mommy, that's not the truth. My brother is like, um, that's not true. And I didn't realize that that triggered me so much mm-hmm. that I chose to be like, oh, so same ho. You never remember when he said this to me like years ago, and I will say, oh, I never, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> wow. there's a moment, you know, and and when I said it, it's like she was mm-hmm. just like, no, it never happened. And I started to just spew out everything that I had been that had bottled up inside of mm-hmm. me. And then she actually mentioned your program, and she had not said anything to me. She was saying, like, oh, somebody messaged her and saying that, oh, met this are on the show. And I'm like, this? Me, I'm like, that was the most mindful and
0: respectful thing. You if did I hold even back. Said that, hey, because yeah. it would
3: just sound like what regular, you know, kids go through. And say so like, oh, you know, they had a very overprotective and, you know, strict parent. That was just a general part of it. I didn't do anything. And um, it hurt me because, you know, I've had conversations with my mother and she's she talked about how difficult it was growing up and with her own parents and saying that she wanted to write a book and come on profile years ago and like, oh, she want to help her write the book to talk about her own pain and stuff. And I was just so supportive wow. and I was just like, wow, it must have been rough because she didn't really meet her, her father until she was like an adult. One of them things they were, she come to town and she had to, to go up and go try to find this man and when she find the man, The man was just like, why are you coming looking for me? (laughs) You get me? And I can empathize and feel like how that must must have been rough. You know, and she was raised by her grandparents and not her mother, because her mother had to be looking life, you know, elsewhere. Right. And, you know, I know it must have been rough there and I've been compassionate. So I'm just like, why is it that me even talking about my story you can't even understand say it, it might be a similar thing right. to you needing a space to talk about your story as well.
0: You know what what right. is a common thread between what Dalton said and what you are saying is that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. And so sometimes it's a cycle and she doesn't even know how to acknowledge that you your pain and her pain you know, are similar or that you have the right to feel it or, yeah. but but you're walking through it is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a thing and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to set this year to, to, to be a year where I have more conversations with her and probably like try to go into counseling with her mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's just like, you know, I love my family, I love my parents and i I really want to push the, this idea of like not pushing things under the rug to have conversations, and when that has happened, I feel like I want to to move to a place where I can now have these conversations publicly fully with probably like my parents and stuff um to Love talk about that. and see how we can help to 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 to, to heal other people Love because that. you know being in a, a space where I'm at right now. Um, where many people reach out to me sometimes like DMs and they tell me situations that move to tears where there are people who um, are being kicked out of their homes. There are people who, you know, cannot, like they literally do not have the will to succeed because they have somehow convinced themselves uh, when my father or my, f- or my mother told me that I am good for nothing. Mm-hmm. And nothing good can come from me. They fully believe it. And even if they try to, they believe it. You get me? I
0: want to, I I, want to, I want to ask you about one issue that's going to take us from here to uh, uh, kind of like a segue. So um, when we were doing Laugh It Off in twenty, whenever 2014, mm-hmm. um, and we noticed the issues of, of insecurities, right? We didn't know where they were coming from. Mm -hmm. But there was one night when you went home where you were so displeased with yourself. Or was it after that first show that you did for GK? I don't remember. Where you got up Rush and you went on the road at 2 o'clock in the morning. Do you remember that story? Of course you do. Because you wanted something to happen to you. Yeah. And rightly something happened to you. You got robbed. You got held up and you got robbed. Yeah. And I remember you saying to me, I kind of felt like I got... The punishment I deserved, and I was like, "Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah What kind yeah, of place yeah, do you yeah, have yeah, to be yeah, in yeah. mentally to want to punish yourself in that way?"
3: Yeah, because that's 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 that that's how I, you know, I, I guess I was taught to deal with things. That it, it's one of these things where, you know, raised where I wasn't necessarily praised. Like I knew I was a good you know, students and, 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 you know, responsible and these things. But I was raised in a particular way where if there were 16 exam subjects, I could have gotten 15, 95%. The only thing that would get mentioned is the fact that I probably get like 60% in math. Mm-hmm. And that would be used to judge my entire worth and well-being. And so much to the point where... I would probably be bright and not realize it. i will be like, really? So I'd just be like, no, man, because I'd be so focused on the fact that there was a one subject that somebody chose to to, to do that to and that, then had, that had to be punished. In the same way, or oh, it might be simple where, um, you know, if you get a list of chores to get done, to wash up this and that, and if there was one thing that was out of place that became like, okay, you so see, you're an idiot. You see, that's why you can't do nothing. And that's why nobody not go one and don't but know oh, you're gonna the you know, the outside world, you know, nobody not gonna work for them. And so that has been the thing. And I would never look at what I, I have going on for me. I would never look and say, like, yo, this is why when I'm on Twitter and I see people celebrating like milestones, it's so crazy for me because I cannot see these things. It's not until somebody um say, um to me where I'm like oh really I have hundred thousand subscribers mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I could have gotten an award from YouTube it was fun oh I, like I got the award the platform the, about two years before prior to the, like I realized and, and collected it it's like these things you know don't happen mm-hmm. and you, that mm-hmm. moment it was and I, and I did it again you know where something bad happened and I took on myself and I walked out in a half a tree I've been in some situations and I thought that I was a bad child. I thought that I was the one of them child there who, you know, got jail and and just not like, I thought I was that child because I was made to believe that Mm -hmm. I was probably like the worst teenager and the most, you know, disrespectful and rude teenager ever. When really I wasn't, I was pretty much just a regular teenager. That's what they say, I I did extracurricular activities. At school, I was in the quiz club, and I wasn't necessarily the brightest to be on the quiz team. And I was part of the quiz team just because I wanted to be in a space where when I got home, all I could do is just, like, probably just go sleep Mm -hmm. and then avoid just seeing any parent at all and wake up the next day and then be at school. And I did these things. So environmental club, every single club I tried to be a part of. So it would just kill my time so I wouldn't have to be home for a a certain amount of time. And... You know, you touch on the, 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 that, that, that laugh it off stage where um, I did that because I just felt bad like I let down somebody else, felt like I let down, you know, myself based on my, how, I was, how I was raised. And, you know, to give you more insight, there's a story that I tell my friends and um, and, I, and I shared it with my, with my mommy recently. And one of the good things is that she did say she did actually say to me that, you know, she was just, you know, she kind of said that I guess she was just kind of a little bit hot-headed at that time, um, and I guess I just must say that to me, like, you know, this is her kind of saying sorry, sorry. but <laughs> I appreciate it for what it is, um, where get the, the the Cranwater commercial, and, and things are gone, and I remember, you know, I was there, and I was trying to do my thing, and she... Had an argument with me about something about potting at the sink, you know, simple, regular stuff. Um, no, it was not pot, I think it was something that was in the fridge, I I put a pot in the fridge. And that conversation went to like, I made that mistake to like my worth and my value. And then she said something about me not having any ambition and good for not and these type of things that come out. And in the middle of the conversation, my the commercial was a commercial came on. comes on.
0: Mm-hmm, you told me.
3: And there was like a pause for three seconds, and then she went on again to talk about just like how I have no value and stuff like that. And I remember it, it, I got so enraged. I was so upset because I'm like, sure, I'm not the doctor and not whatever, but I'm like, I've literally done one thing for myself, the one decision I've ever made by myself that, you know, you might not have ever supported and this was this YouTube journey that I didn't even know what would have happened. And I got a job. All the resumes I sent out, I got a job without me even sending out a resume to it. And mm-hmm. then I managed to put myself right on my own commercial. And it's on TV all over the place. And even this, I'm going to hear the words that we're not ambition and not vocalist. That, yeah. it hurt me. And to the point where we had an argument and I, and I stormed out. Uh, when well, I was stormed out, I was literally thrown out. Like, the argument got so bad where I was just like do not come back here. And in the middle of that I I literally just like, had a friend who was just like, oh um, you know going on a trip can't forward and I went on the trip, packed my things and I, I didn't know how I was going to where I was going to go back to. So I went out of town for those for like about two days. And this was since my little boss and that, Dr. Mm-hmm. Barry, and it was like homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no place you brought so that said homeless I Homeless
0: berry. Oh my gosh. Because
3: what would happen is that when these issues would arise, I'd go to the other parents. And at one point, my parents were just like, yo, I can't bother this back and forth. So the next time there's a situation, I do not want to. I do not want. I do not want you to even call me. So I was just like, okay. And I remember wow. being in. I came back, it was two days, I think it was like the the Friday and the Saturday, Sunday I came back to town now, so I came back to town and I had like a little luggage with me, and I was inside uh, the, what's the place name? Yark Pharmacy, and I was standing there, and I'm looking through my phone to see who I can call to say, oh, can I stay by you, because I knew I had no option to go back home, and that is when I'm literally working at a place, and I had to basically just tell everything to my manager at the time. I was working, um, you know, up, you know, at a marketing company. And I had to just tell my manager, i was like, hey, <laughs> I got kicked out and this situation, and, you know, um, I don't have any place to stay. Is it okay for me to stay by you? And that is where I stayed and in the middle of the hole, and I kept on doing my appearances, doing my stuff, and I did not speak to him for about five years.
0: Jeez, and, uh, Rush. Jeez.
3: because I, 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 I just gave up I was just like there's nothing else I can do I will never be good and it hurt me and I just considered myself and I'm just like if she can tell me that at that point in my life where I was so happy to finally do something that I was just like okay I can carry this to to her and, and, and get stuff some like approval that. And, and I didn't speak to her I hated her I literally considered myself like, like her dead to me and it made me feel good, like I was so happy with myself to feel like I didn't need her. And then I realized that I could survive on my own and then that sort of confidence. And it gave me the realization that there's something that parents don't understand, that your children really, at a certain, at a certain age, they don't need you, you know. What you might need is to develop a relationship with them. Because after you have moved or moved past this authority, type of type of way what else is there when they're adults know and they're now fending for themselves what can you contribute you cannot now come to them and say oh i to pay for this and i'm here to this and i'm here the reason why you cannot they so what love. else do you have to give
0: love. and that is
3: where the substance yeah
0: relationship the love. Yeah. is yeah. really
3: what becomes top here and yeah. that's where the focus should be but most parents don't realize that until them them, 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 them kids them gone and then they're like, oh, are hungry? Do you hungry? Can I do this? And they try to sneak in. How can I now be of value? Do you want me to watch the kids then for you? Because if they've never ever tried to focus on strengthening the actual personal relationship and seeing their child as not just like, oh, somebody to push out and somebody will, 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 will end up spending money on but an actual human being that I need to interact with, that I need to, you know, ensure goes out into the world and is strengthened by my words. If they don't focus on that, then the relationship is going to break down. And, you know, that is what that is what happened. Okay. And um,
0: so so then,
3: as I said, like you know, we're just gonna try to, try to set my my healing like piece by piece.
0: Yeah. So so which is where I'm heading now because we're gonna we're gonna take it calm down on the on the interview because I could speak to you until tomorrow. Um. You know, a lot of that. No, it's it's clearer to me. I mean, I had an idea, but it's clearer to me why on the show you said that you've kind of lived your life kind of small up yourself and not being able to give yourself credit for what you've accomplished and not being able to see it until other people validated it and why you were at the darkest places in your life and told me at the end of the program that you even considered taking your own at some point um but you had your friends to talk you through there are people listening now rush who are going through your story even as you go through it yourself and still try to make sense of it every day you have a handle now so you're using the tools that you have and i'm so happy for that and you have support in your friends Dart and etan and i'm happy for that but what say you to the people who are going through this who who could use a word of guidance from you what would your word be to them
3: There is a part of your your entire being that that you can tap into. I think there was this this place of hope, like even in the midst of despair, there was a part of me that had hope. Like it was it was this little one room, is like a little one bedroom, a little one room where at the back of the house. <laughs> <laughs> i
0: think that's all <laughs> you, you
3: know, like no window, like barely any little sunlight or anything. But I held on to that, and we all have to identify that thing. That no matter the noise that's around us. We have to find that part of us that actually believes in something. For me, there's an idea that I felt that I could, you know, I always write on and say, oh, you know, we gonna have my local show one day, or I'm going to do this. Um, And I felt that I couldn't give up on myself because I truly believed in that. No matter how I, I, I would hear things that would basically go against that, there was a part of me that held on to that. And that's why I didn't even commit suicide because the idea that I could Remove myself from the world without me actually trying to realize that 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 dream and that coming into you know into a reality. I could not. I, I didn't want to give up on that particular dream. And so we have to find these things. Sometimes you know parents do that for their children. Where mm. for their children where they want to give up, but they just say, okay, I have to fight on for my kids. Mm. And you have to find identify what's that thing that will keep you fighting. What's that thing that will make you want to go against the odds? It might be for people. It might be somebody who is in the inner city, and you want to be an inspiration, a source of hope for another young young man or a young lady who is from the same space and might be, you know, feeling that the circumstances won't allow them to achieve anything, you know, great in the world. You have to really find that thing that makes you want to.
0: to Go be a on. leader. Mm-hmm.
3: Find it. We all have it. It can't even be fairly things say, hey, I want to add something can show other people so they can dress good too. Find whatever that thing is that gives you the will to fight. That's what that's what I'll say. Surround yourself with people who don't just want to hear your story but they want to encourage you and to, 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 to be around to see you be a better version of yourself. But some people will just like listen, but they add no value. They just want to hear about you know your pain and your suffering and all these things and they want you to remain there. Find the people who will actually assist in your healing. If them can't do it themselves, they'll try to link it to somebody who can.
0: Wow. Wise, eh? Wise. Happier no? I bored you with that question <laughs> on the huh? show. Are you happy? Happier no?
3: Yeah. Like, it happens it fall off, you know, let me tell you. Like, happy, you know, it, it can be an everyday thing, you get me? But, like, I feel like me catch myself a lot quicker. So, like, now I kind of, I, I, I know what to do to try to just, like, all right, catch back yourself in a berry. So, yes. I, I, I've been good. And so, like, me get up myself, you know, me I clean, me I talk to friends. You now I realize that, hey, I need to try to have conversations like, you know, every week or so. Just some meaningful conversations so, so I can really feel like it feeds my soul because that, that that's what really makes me happy. Like these type of sessions with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are things coming over right after this you normal know, whole entire day just making it, come out good, positive. I'm here like, yeah, yes. let me go and do a 30-minute cardio exercise. And
0: you've made so, mine
3: so, too. I am a lot happier these days, yeah.
0: Praise God. I'm so happy to have spoken to you today thank you my friend i will be in touch um i love the community that we've built through the show i'm in touch with everybody i don't lose touch with anybody it's a nice,
3: so cool. it's a nice so cool thing man like i feel like we must have a whole entire reunion one of them day oh you know so comes.
0: come out of my head and get out of my plans man like A soul session, wellness trip. okay i'll be in touch listen out for me okay yeah. <laughs> thank you very much rush we love you all the best to you every blessing my friend thanks all right And now it is time for our affirmation. There are so many of us walking around with a concoction of hurt, pain, anger, and shame inside us from whatever we may have gone through in our lives. Dutty showed us tonight that there, or today, that there is beauty in sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's also strength in sharing because it empowers not only the person sharing their experience, but the person with whom the message is being shared. That is because it proves that none of us are alone in our struggles, and that if someone else can make it through a bad patch, then just maybe I can do it too. Sharing your story, it's not head work, it is heart and soul work, and it's not easy work, but it can be some of our best work. It is work that will enable us to free ourselves from the prison of our experiences and make way for new ones. And it may just be the most important thing you can ever do, not just for you, but for somebody else. We're hearing stories of how Those who have shared through this podcast on this show have changed and indeed saved other people's lives, and such is the power of speaking your truth. There's an author by the name of Colette Byron-Reed who said, There is a surrendering to your story, and then a knowing that you don't have to stay in your story. Someone else said that it is the courage it takes to share your story that might be the very thing that someone else needs to open their heart to hope. So, what is your story? Are you carrying it around and suffering in silence? What if your hope and your healing lies in opening up and getting the support you need? Because you're not alone. And I promise that you will see that once you make the bold step to share your scars. We are affirming on today's podcast I am a survivor and I embrace my scars as evidence that I was hurt, but also as proof that I am stronger than what tried to hurt me. Thank you for being with us for this SimSoul Sessions podcast. Remember to catch this episode as it aired on television by visiting Simone Clark Cooper on YouTube. I certainly hope you found some soul food here today. Until then, next time when we talk, every blessing and remember to count your blessings. Bye, everybody.